0: So before we get started, real quick, um, I got to give congratulations out on the pod uh, to a couple people. So because we've I don't think we've ever discussed it on the pod, um, we did the background podcast about ourselves a few weeks ago. Um, I spent the months of January to April this year working for the Manchester Monarchs of the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, If you follow the ECHL, then you would know that the Monarchs folded. Um, So all the staff, of course, was laid off. But two people who helped me a lot during my time there recently got jobs elsewhere in the ECHL, so I wanted to give a quick congrats to Jay Jenkins, who's a hockey operations assistant with the Indy Fuel, and Doug Christensen, who was named the head coach of the team. Uh, They're both fantastic guys. Jay was someone who uh, really welcomed me in when he didn't have to to be his assistant, so I was the assistant to the assistant during Monarchs games. And Doug was very gracious to let me into the locker room, and let me observe him, and kind of just see how things went for the coaching staff. So before we got started, I wanted to give a quick thank you. But as always, we are glad to have you back with us on the Healthy Scratches podca- Hockey Podcast. I am Brendan. And I'm Rook, and today we'll be finishing out the East with the Metro um, for our season preview series, of course. Um, no better place to start for the Eastern Conference Or for the Metro Division, I should say Than the New Jersey Devils Who had the biggest offseason in the NHL um, The Devils, of course, selected first overall in the NHL entry draft They got to bring in Jack Hughes Who joins Nico Hischier, Who was the first overall pick in 2017 Devils now also have um, acquired P.K. Subban over the offseason signed, Traded for Nikita Gusev And they got Wayne Simmons also on a one-year deal so a lot of changes in New Jersey and it looks like the Devils could be heading back to the playoffs this year Question mark
1: uh, it that's a tough question I mean like they, they made a lot of good moves like first off like Jack Hughes is going to be incredible in this league is he going to be great this year who knows I don't if I was predicting the Calder Memorial Trophy winner today, I'd say Capocaco like 99 times out of 100. But I think Jack Hughes is a tremendous player. I think he'll have a slower start than Kako, but we're not talking about Kako yet. We'll talk about him later. Um, But with that first line with Hall, Hughes, and Brot, that's going to be a great line. But then the addition of Simmons um, to their third line is going to be huge. He's a great guy in front of the net. I loved him when he was in Philly. He's a hard-nosed guy. He knows how to put pucks in the back of the net on defense. P.K. Subban, one of the best players in the league. Putting him back there, the only real question I have with the Devils, and it's like a question—it's basically going to find out if they can make it to the playoffs or not—is their goaltending.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that a lot. The Devils set out this offseason um, clearly to address a lot of depth issues on the team. Um, if you look in the years past on the squad, um, they've had trouble with scoring. Um, scoring and having superstar forwards is not something the devils have ever been known for it's always been defense first and goaltending first for the team Um, now it's kind of a little bit in reverse where they have a really good forward group now Um, as you mentioned they have a lot of versatility in their top two centers um, with Hughes and Hesher swapping them Um, maybe Hesher starts as number one Hughes gets some sheltered minutes on the second line Um, it could bounce back and forth Uh, Wayne Wayne Simmons as you said um You know, a down year last year, but why not take a gamble on him? Overall, I think their lineup really changed a lot uh, for the better, of course, too. Of course, P.K. Subban coming in changes the defense, but as you said, the goaltending is definitely going to be a question. We all know how much Corey Schneider struggled, didn't have a win uh, for more than a calendar year in the National Hockey League. Keith Kincaid kind of shouldered the load when the Devils went to the playoffs two years ago, and then this past season nobody really stepped up in net for the Devils. So, When you look at it, Mackenzie Blackwood, of course, figures to be the number two. Maybe he gets some number one minutes, depending on how much Corey Schneider struggles. Uh, You know, Schneider had a difficult situation, of course, with the hip surgery. And for any hockey player, that's not an easy thing to deal with. But it's definitely difficult for a player of Schneider's position in net. Um, When you're, of course, using every part of your body, but your hips especially, to move around so much. So it's definitely not easy. Uh, But this is a guy who's an all-star. This guy who's been around for quite some time now. Uh, so I would expect a bounce back, but I just don't know how soon that bounce back is going to happen.
1: Yeah, and just taking a look over this roster, I mean, they've are they got a really solid four lines. Um, it's going to be, for them to make playoffs, I, it's a tough question to, like, to answer right now because, I mean, obviously a lot of factors can come into play. Blackwood could take over number one, and he could be incredible. Or Schneider could come back to form like he was when he was in Vancouver. But what really stands out with me right now is that number one power play unit projected, which would be, uh, I think it's Jack Hughes, Taylor Hall, Wayne Simmons. And on the back end, you have P.K. Subban and Will Butcher. So that's probably one of the top power play units in the league. You got Hughes and Hall that can make just people look silly there, just the playmaking abilities for both of them. Um, And then you got Simmons and just cleaning up all the rebounds. He's proven that he is one of the top power play forwards, power forwards
0: in the league. Um, So what are your thoughts? Um, I think their power play is definitely probably going to go up. They're certainly taking a bet on Nikita Gusev to be the player that he was in Russia. He certainly always looked good when he was playing the KHL, but as we all know, it's a different game over there. So we don't really know how that's going to translate to a full season for the Devils, but they're definitely hoping that it's going to pay off. Uh, and for, just for clarity for anyone who's listening, for our projected lines and power plays and everything like that, we are using the website Daily Faceoff um, for projections in case anyone is wondering where we got this from. Um, we're not just BSing on the spot. Um, but yeah, I think, I think their power play probably looks really good. Um, they could certainly even bounce around the forwards that they have. You know, Paul Mary could slide up there. He sure could slide up to the top. Um, really, kind of depends on what they're going to do. Obviously, the different situations, how much their power play struggles or does well throughout the season. Um, so it's really just going to depend. I think ultimately for the Devils, whether they can make the playoffs on goaltending. Uh, I think if they get solid goaltending, they're going to be in. I think it's no doubt in my mind. I mean, they made the playoffs a few years ago with basically just Taylor Hall and the goalies, kind of Schneider getting off to a hot start and then Kincaid taking over. Uh, so I think they're. I think they could be a playoff team. And I think having a healthy Taylor Hall all year certainly helps too. But the only question with that two remains: What do they do with Taylor Hall? Because he's going to be a UFA next year. Correct. Like, and I 100% agree
1: with you. This is a this is 100% a playoff team with good goaltending. So they just need to figure out the goaltending. One of these goalies needs to step up, or they need to make a move, or else I do not see them making it in. Unless I mean, their just team just rides really high, scores a lot of goals, and they don't really get in that far of a hole with. Poor goaltending, and I won't even say it's poor goaltending. They're average, but it's to get into the playoffs, you need like
0: you need above average in this league. Correct. You can't have a, an average goaltender anymore. It it takes more, especially on a team that may have defensive troubles like the Devils. Yep, I mean they they bolstered their D line or their D group. Uh, but it's, it's there's still a lot of question marks for them going forward. Um, but looking across at their rivals, of course, the New York Rangers also having a huge offseason. They draft Capo Caco, second overall. They bring in Jacob Truba in a trade with the Jets. And they land the biggest free agent fish of the summer in Artemi Panarin. Uh, so the Rangers overall accelerating this rebuild very quickly. Uh, another team, I don't know if I believe in them making the playoffs as much as I do the Devils. Uh, but they're certainly going to be better than they were last year. I definitely agree.
1: I don't see this team making it in yet. Um, I mean, they filled a lot of holes, but I don't see them making it in. There's still plenty of holes left on their roster. Um, Is Lundqvist going to be a better goalie than he was last year? Is he going to, like, carry them to the playoffs? Is Panarin going to pan out in New York? So a lot of questions Um, defensively. Truba is big mm-hmm. for them. He's uh, definitely something they needed. I mean, they've struggled defensively in a while. Adam
0: Fox is going to step in. Mm-hmm. He's going to get some playing time. Um, they finally end the Kevin Shattenkirk question mark. Get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Smith is still a question mark for them on defense. But, I mean, moving out Shattenkirk and bringing in Truba and adding Adam Fox, um, I don't – I mean, Truba is obviously more proven than Adam Fox is, but overall their defense definitely looks better. Uh, but there's still – like you said, there's still a lot of question marks – uh, their bottom pairing, which projects to be maybe Libor Hayek and Anthony D'Angelo, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Just yeah, because they're so young. Um, D'Angelo, I think I don't really see him being much of anything in the NHL. He's, he was drafted in 2014 um, as an offensive-minded defenseman, and it hasn't really worked out for him in the league. Uh, Mark Stahl is a year older, but Brady Shea and Jacob Truba up top in your top D-barian, that's still pretty good. That's a very good line. Um, the Rangers, of course, too, as we said, bringing in Panarin, uh, I think I think he's probably going to work out for them. I mean, he's he's a star player. He hasn't he hasn't scored as much as some of the other players. He's one of the highest paid players in the league, but he mm-hmm. hasn't maybe scored as much. But he's still very dynamic offensively. And you slide him in with Mika Zibanejad. Uh, I think that's really going to go well. Zibanejad has played excellent in New York, probably better than any of us thought he would be when he was traded there. Uh, certainly better than I thought he was capable of playing. So, but overall, I think even with their offensive additions. Uh, when you look at Kako and you look at Panarin, overall, the Rangers are a bit top-heavy. Uh, they don't really have a huge amount of scoring depth. I think that's something that they're going to look to fill as time goes on. They're hoping guys like Elias Anderson uh, find another step in their game, Vitali Kravstov. Maybe Brett Howden has a little more to his game. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, but, you know, looking forward for the Rangers, it's just going to be about being patient. Um, they kind of told their fans that they would need to be patient. Uh, this has been a huge off season, but there's still a lot of question marks. Um, you know, we could even see this season. I wouldn't put it past maybe splitting Lundqvist and Georgiev a bit more than it has been in the past, especially if Lundqvist starts to take a step back. Um, I mean, I still think he's a really good goaltender. Certainly, he hasn't had great seasons as he's had in his career, but I still think they have a solid goaltending duo. It's just a question of who's going to step up.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think Georgiev is very solid backup. He's. I feel like he's. He will have a future in this league, um, whether that's as a starter or just as a tenured backup. Um, but one thing I would like to see at least once this year is have Kapokako get up to that first line, put Bushnevich down that second line, maybe see a Panarin and Kakko first line with Mikas Advantage in the middle. Maybe just once or twice, just, I mean, from my viewing, and I'm sure a lot of people would love to see that, just those two just freaking going nuts on that top line. But, and with the whole, like, rebuild stuff, I know it's hard probably for Rangers fans to hear that because this is a Metro division that, I mean, almost every team is going to be competitive this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Rangers are probably at the bottom of this division.
0: Yeah, um, and like, that's not even necessarily a bad thing because I think no. it's all going to be competitive, as we said. The Rangers still have a lot of prospects coming. Guys like Keandre Miller jump out at you. Um, but as we said, there's, just, there's still a lot of question marks. Chris Kreider, what do they do with Chris Kreider? Do they re-sign him? Do they move him? They probably need to move some money around going back around the circle to Brendan Smith. They probably have to move out his contract in order to make some room if they want to keep Chris Kreider. Otherwise, they could deal him. Um, I, I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they're getting better. And I think it's, it's getting closer for them. Maybe even next year I would say that they can make the playoffs depending yeah, on yeah. the offseason they have, the regular season they have this year. It's, it's a long ways away. But it's, it's good for the league, for the Rangers to be good. I know a lot of people kind of get tired of the same teams winning, of course. We all want parity in the league, and the league wants parity in the league. But it's really good for the Rangers to be making money because they're the most valuable franchise in the league. Absolutely. So it's, it's good for the league.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Chris Kreider get dealt at the deadline
0: if the Rangers are out of it. Yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a speedy guy. He could score 20, maybe 30 goals, but probably 20 to 25 goals, yeah. 50, 60-point score. Uh, you know, teams will trade for that now. Absolutely, it, and teams
1: looking to make a run in the playoffs, he's a guy you want on your team in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, deep runs.
0: think about, I mean, this isn't necessarily the same thing because when Winnipeg has made the playoffs the past few years, they've been acquiring centers, I and mean, Kreider is a winger. But I think if I can use it as an example, think about how many times Winnipeg has made a trade at the deadline to acquire Paul Paul Stastny, or Kevin Hayes, guys like that, because they just wanted to fill a little bit before they go in. And, you know, Chris Kreider, maybe a contending team takes a bet on him. You know, we have to kind of see how things shake out, who's going to be in what position come February, come right before the trade deadline. But Kreider's a valuable trade piece, and if they want to keep him, he's as we said, he's a speedy guy with offensive potential. So it wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing to keep him either for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So looking across, still staying in the... New York City area. We have the last team around there in the New York Islanders. Uh, The Islanders have a bit of a quieter offseason. They re sign Brock Nelson. They let Robin Leonard go. They bring in Semyon Varlamov. But overall, not a lot of change on this lineup. Anthony Beauvillier remains unsigned. He's an RFA. Uh, But that's not a, a huge loss. I personally really like Beauvilliers' game, but he's not a game breaker per se. Uh, for the Islanders, I think they didn't get worse, but they also didn't really necessarily get any better. I think they're kind of relying on things from within to kind of build them up. You look at a guy like uh, Matt Barzell, uh, in his rookie year, 22 goals, 85 points. Last season, 18 goals, 62 points. And that's to be expected, a sophomore slump, of course. But I think they're just kind of looking from within to fill up the goals and the points and kind of just keep progressing from there.
1: Yeah, definitely a quieter off season. Um one of the quieter teams this offseason um but i mean this they're still a very good team Mm -hmm. um just with all these teams in the metro making all these moves um and just getting a little bit stronger like the devils the flyers um to name a few i i mean obviously this team can make the playoffs but i mean there's still some holes that they have um there's they don't really have that star besides matthew barzell Mm -hmm. um Is this enough to get them into the playoffs? We'll see. I mean, they've been there before with this roster. Um, I think Varlamov is a good signing. I think Mm -hmm.
0: he can do pretty well there. Um, Is he going to be their starting goaltender? I mean, I would say yes, but I I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know if Thomas Grice is a starting goaltender in this league, so I would think you have to figure Varlamov can come in. Um, They have Mitch Korn there, the goaltending guru, so maybe he touches Varlamov's game. I think Varlamov has been a decent goalie for Colorado in the past few years. It's just been a question of his health and whether or not he can stay healthy. So if he stays healthy, you know he could provide a good game. It's not the feel-good story that Robin Leonard was. And I don't know if we all expect this team to be as good as they were last year. Maybe they overachieved a little bit. Um, It doesn't really surprise me that they had a quiet offseason with Lula Amarello at the helm, just kind of seeing how things shake out. Um, I think Barzell, as we said, Barzell is still really good. Jordan Eberle, maybe an underrated player, not a superstar, but still a, a good player to have. Mm-hmm. Anders Lee, forty goal scorer. Uh, Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey on the second line. So over or on the second and third line. Um, so you kind of look at how things shape out. Um, as we said, Beauvillier is still an RFA. Josh Ho-Sang an RFA, but you're not really missing much there. No. Hossang hasn't really come out no. to be anything. Um, you're hoping just for a good season overall from this group. They still have that Matt Martin, Casey, Sezikis, Cal Clutterbuck line that they've leaned on heavily throughout the years, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because they're, they're still a decent group, mm-hmm. maybe not as dominant as they once were, um, but they're still really good. I actually remember a few years ago, um, probably would have been 2014-15, that group of Martin, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck, they were like third or fourth they were the third or fourth overall most started line in the league which is saying something because none of those guys are going to put the puck in the net but they're just an energy line they're guys who who know what they're doing out there Um, but overall for the group I think it's just about consistency Uh, the defense kind of stays the same you have Letty and Boychuk getting a little bit older so you're kind of wondering how that's going to go in a few years but for right now it's not awful it's not great they don't have a stud number one defenseman Uh, maybe Noah Dobson steps in at some point for them um, but overall, I think it's a solid group. I, I don't I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I would think that they can. And, and I think this is the case for a lot of these teams, and it's probably going to sound like it's an easy out for us to just say, well, they can. I don't, let's just see if they will. But when you look at the Metropolitan Division from bottom to top, there's a lot of parity. These teams aren't necessarily cup contenders, heavy cup contenders, like you would say in the Central Division, where almost every team there could make the playoffs could win the stanley cup i don't if you look at the metropolitan i don't know if that's the same um i still think they're probably going to send four maybe five teams depending on how florida shakes out in the Mm -hmm. atlantic um but i guess circling back to the islanders I think they're a solid team. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, I think it just kind of depends on whether they can be consistent with the success they had last year. So, I mean, do you think with this whole goaltending situation,
1: do you think it's almost like a 40-40 split? Or do you think like Varlamov gets like 50-30? Or do you think Varlamov um, gets upwards of 60-70? Do you, like, what do you think? Are they going to split kind of half and half?
0: Well, I mean, you've seen... Barry Trotts lean on his number one goaltenders in the past with Peccarina or Braden Holpe last year with Robin Leonard, but even last year with Leonard, Leonard and Grice split and they were both they were both very good mm-hmm. for the Islanders. It was found money for them. Um, I I don't I could see it being 40-40. Part of me just thinks that it might be fifty Varlamov 30 Grice, just because I think Varlamov is a more proven goaltender, whereas last year they had Leonard and Grice and neither of them had proven anything really to that point. Um, so I, I kind of think they might ride Varlamov, especially if he catches fire, of course. You can ride your number one. So uh, I, th- I, th- I think it's 50-30. Quicker action, Islanders playoff, yes or no? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Bold. Yeah. Bold prediction. <laughs> bold, bold move.
0: Very bold. All right, so speaking of bold moves, let's go to your team, the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, an interesting offseason season. Uh, but still two things missing after the off season: Travis Konechny and Ivan Provorov remain RFAs, as with many players around okay. the league. But two big pieces for the Flyers there in TK and Provorov.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, with the Flyers, those are probably, I mean, Konechny is our first-line winger. Mm-hmm. And then Provorov is their first-pairing defenseman. You, The Flyers need to get something done. Fletcher needs to sign these guys before the season starts. You can't start without them. You can, I mean, Phillip Myers can fill in for Pro Rob and you can find maybe Morgan Frost or someone to fill in for Konechny, but a deal has got to get done. These guys got to get back on the ice because they are very good players and very key to the Flyers' successes.
0: Yeah, if you assume that they sign both of them, the Flyers have a pretty decent lineup going into this year. A lot more reassuring than it has been in the past few years. Um, they certainly look more like a playoff team than they have in the past few years. We all know what Chon Couturier can do and Claude Giroux. Uh, Couturier has really come out in the past few years as a number one centerman, a really shut-down two-way player. Um, they bring in Kevin Hayes, a very... Uh, A divisive move among the fan base. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, if you look at that, I mean, you have Couturier and Hayes as your number one, number two. Um, Shakes out well for them. Certainly a lot of money for Hayes, but in this league, that's what you're going to have to pay to get a guy like that. Maybe the term isn't great, but overall, the immediate money and the immediate payoff could be good. Hayes is a 50-60 point player. Um, Their depth just looks better than it has been in the past few years. You look at the second line, figuring to be Hayes, Van Riemsdyk, and Voracek. Uh, just your thoughts on their depth this year. No, nah, they came out. They filled the holes. The
1: prospects are getting better. They're getting closer to the NHL. It's Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, um, Couturier. He's finally turning out to be what we wanted. That shut-down two-way player, scores goals, gets assists. Very young. Still very young. <laughs> very. I mean, it seems like this guy's been in the league for like 10, 15 <laughs> years. He's only like I think 25 or 26 years old, which is nuts. He came in the league when he was like 18. Mm-hmm. That that's crazy, and he wasn't a top pick. Um, that just shows you how good of a player he was, and how high the Flyers were on him. Um, my initial initial reactions when Kevin Hayes was signed is I was I was excited. The Flyers needed a two C, and they got one. Yeah, he's no Artemi Panarin or someone like that. That like is that big name, but. He's a guy that's going to come in. He's going to score goals. He's going to get points, especially being with James Van Riemsdyk and Jakub Voracek. Those are two guys that put pucks in the, back yeah. of the net.
0: Sometimes you have to overpay to get players. Yeah,
1: I mean, and and in this
0: day of age, it's
1: not even really overpaying if you're seeing what some of these guys are getting contract-wise. Yeah. I mean, the salary cap's getting
0: higher and higher. Mm. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm very happy with that signing. I, th- I think the past few years have just been difficult for the Flyers, for the fan base— just and the ownership group too—that mm-hmm. they want a successful team, a team that perennially makes the playoffs, and that always has been the case in Philly. They've always been a team that, that's made the playoffs. Um, I think that kind of put the pressure on a little bit um, to make some moves this off season, and the defense, of course, gets changed up a little bit too. Um, Justin Braun comes in, Matt Niskanen comes in, Radko Gudas goes out. Um, just your thoughts on the goaltending and of the goaltending and the defense. With the defense, I
1: mean, it's about time Andrew McDonald gets out. <laughs> that guy, well, <laughs> oh, he's a waste. Um, but I think Justin Braun is a good, good bring-in, good right-handed defenseman. I mean, he's not going to wow you with his play, but he's a good, solid 2D. Um, and then you have Matt Niskanen who comes in with playoff experience, Stanley Cup experience. He's more of an enforcer type, but he's likely going to be paired with Robert Hagg, which could be a very good pairing for the Flyers. Hagg's a younger guy. Who's had success and he's also had his struggles, and being paired with Matt Niskanen, I mean, it's definitely going to help.
0: What are your thoughts, just real quick, on Shane Gastispar? Because I feel like he's a player who, when he came to the league, everybody loved his game because of like how quick he got off. He got off to a very quick start. He was very good for the Flyers right away, and now I feel like the fan base has turned against him in a, a little bit. Um, I just feel like people either really want him out or people really appreciate his game. Just what are your thoughts on him? See, like. That's just Philadelphia
1: being Philly. <laughs> like, like if you, I mean, Gossiper is a real like. He's not a very good defenseman, but he's a solid defenseman. Mm-hmm. He's got so much offensive talent from that defensive side. Um, when he, yeah, he came on, he came out hot, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of us were like, just like expecting that, like especially from seeing him when he was in Union College, winning that national title, right? Um, and then, I mean, he's definitely struggled since that rookie year. Um, but he still makes some crazy plays. I mean, let's look at not this past year, but the year before that, with that uh, overtime. I don't know if you remember it, but they were playing against the Jets in overtime. Mm-hmm. spare and Drew is a two-on-one. Gosper saves it from getting dumped out of the blue line, and then he just dives, makes the little pass to Drew, and Drew scores. I mean, the guy has talent, and the Flyers don't really have any defenders besides him. Like if they would get rid of him or let him go, like. You got Philip Myers back there. You got Sanheim. But other than that, I mean, it's it's not looking too hot for the Flyers' defensive court. I mean, they just drafted Cam York, which hopefully he pans out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I still like Ghost. I think he's a very core piece for the Flyers going forward. I would not like him to get Flyers to get rid of him. But, I mean, if value's high on him and teams want to trade for him, if, if the value's there, get rid of him. If not... Don't even. I mean, yeah. you need to get something high for him because the Flyers, I mean, he's, he's a good player.
0: Yeah, and I think um, you're going to see a, a bit a bit of a different game this year with A.V. coming in, Elaine Vigneault being mm-hmm. the new head coach, um, which we haven't even touched on, but I think things are going to change where now they're in a win-now mode. I mean, A.V. is not a guy who's going to sit back and wait. He's a guy who wants to win now, and that's showed in his his resume before. He has two or three President's Trophies, mm-hmm. and he's got multiple Stanley Cup finals appearances. He knows how to motivate his teams and knows how to get his teams going. Um, For the Flyers on defense, of course, as we said, Ivan Provorov just needs to get signed. This is a guy who has Norris Trophy written on him um, at some point in his career. At least one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all know defensemen take a longer time to develop. Um, He's a a good kept secret right now in the league, and I think he's going to slowly start to show the rest of the league what he can do. I mean, and the the kid's still young. Yeah. He's like, I think,
1: 21. Um, Yeah, he's... He's another one that I love. I just love to watch him play. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's someone where you you sit in, you tune in to the Flyers games, and you just ha- your eyes are locked on him. Your eyes are locked on Konechny, Giroux, Couturier. but on the defense side, it's it's always Provrov. I mean, the the guy knows what to do with the puck in his hand, and he's one of the better defenders in the league. Um, with growth, he will definitely. Not definitely, but most likely win a Norris trophy. Mm-hmm. At if, least one. If
0: not, he's going to be in contention right. for a while. yeah. Um, and maybe the Flyers now have finally solved the goaltending issue, which, of course, became a bit of a joke last year with how many goaltenders mm-hmm. they had to go through at different points in the year. But now you figure Carter Hart has, is, figures to be the number one that Philly has long dreamed of having. Right. <laughs> Since we drafted this kid, I was
1: waiting for the time we'd bring him up Last year was on unfortunate circumstances, couldn't stay healthy, but I was very happy when we brought him up, and he started out hot, and he sizzled down a little bit, but, I mean, he's still – he's going to be a tremendous goaltender. Mm -hmm. I mean, the
0: the kid's young. Um, You have Brian Elliott there. Exactly. Showing the ropes a little bit. Elliott's never been a star goaltender, but he's been a guy who's been around knows how to win. So you figure that's a good goaltending tandem to have.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he is – probably going to win the Flyers some games this year which is nice um, and in the future he's definitely the future goaltender lock him up long term yeah. when when the time comes um, and when, I want to touch on the Vigneault signing um, I was happy when we brought him in um, obviously I wanted a ball didn't happen but I think AV was someone like none of us knew about until mm-hmm. it happened yeah like I, like I remember just sitting at work and all of a sudden just seeing Flyers hired Wayne Elaine Vigneault and I was like Oh, I like it. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, you were talking about, like, it's, like, he's a guy that's, like, everyone expects him, like, win a President's Trophy, go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And for me, it's, I mean, I'm not expecting that now. Right, of In course. In the future, like, yeah, I mean, you always want your team to go there. Mm-hmm. But now, no, um, this team's not built for the Stanley Cup yet. Is this team playoff ready? Yeah. I mean, if Carter Hart's there, mm-hmm. um, if... Kevin Hayes produces if they get these guys signed. Obviously, yeah. If Ghost kind of has a better year. I mean, the Flyers were only a few points out last year.
0: Yeah, they've always been they've always been close the past few years, even yeah. though they've been kind of in out in out. Mm-hmm. Um, for, probably since they were like a legit contender around 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been in and out, but I think now you look at it. I mean, again, even having Vino now, even though we don't project the Flyers to make a deep playoff run or be the highest point producing team in the league. Vigneault is a guy who can instill that culture now, and I think that's a good thing to kind of grow up with as a player for a younger guy like Ivan Provarov, a younger guy like Carter Hart, a guy who can instill that winning culture now, and you just build it up to a point where it's expected. Correct.
1: I mean, in like last year, I mean, the Flyers were only a couple points out, and they started with Dave Hextall, and then they <laughs> ended with Scott Gordon. Yeah. Like, it wasn't great, but the guys still played well.
0: Right. Um. So what are your thoughts? Playoffs, yes or no, this year? Uh, I think... It's going to take a lot of things to go right, um, but I mean, again, that's the same with all these teams. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could definitely see them in the playoffs. A deep run, no, but no. in the playoffs, no. yeah. For Instant
1: sure. reaction, yes, no, yes. Well, okay. So, <laughs> so
0: we got the Isles and we got the Flyers. Might have to amend a few things to in this <laughs> podcast. Um, So looking across state, of course, to their arch rival, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins last year make the playoffs, are swept out in four games by the New York Islanders, something that we don't really see from the Penguins a lot in recent memory, certainly with the back-to-back Cups not too long ago, um, making deep playoff runs. The lineup nowadays, of course, is not as deep and not as deadly as it once was. Um, They The big move in the offseason, which is moving Phil Kessel, moving on from him, they bring in Alex Galchenyuk from the Arizona Coyotes. You look at their forward group. Uh, it's not amazing, but it's also not bad. You, of course, still have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. And as long as, in my opinion, as long as you have Crosby and Malkin, the Penguins are going to be a team that's trying to contend, and they're always going to be making moves to stay competitive. Absolutely. Um, Jake Ginsel definitely came out last year. He was a really good player for them. Um, you know, you have other decent pieces around them. Jared McCann, a guy who's speedy, can score. Maybe Big Nick that adds in a few points. Patrick Hornquist is still there. Um, Galchenyuk, I don't really know what to make of him um, He's bounced around now This is his third team So we're gonna kind of going to wait and see um, Their defensive group is definitely where I think they're going to hurt a little bit You still have Crystal Tank, still a very good defenseman I think Brian Dumoulin is a bit of an underrated player um, Justin Schultz maybe Isn't the same player that he was when he first came over I mean, Justin Schultz has never been An amazing player in the no. league okay. I mean, nobody looks good in Edmonton But he really didn't look good in Edmonton um, Before he came over to Pittsburgh um, Marcus Pedersen, Jack Johnson, Eric Goodbranson, round out the bottom three. I don't, nothing jumps out at you there. Definitely yeah. not. Um, I think Jack Johnson. They I think they already regret signing Jack Johnson. They've only had him for a year, and Eric Goodbranson kind of speaks for himself. He's not that good of a player. Um, they have Matt Murray still, so you figure that he's of course going to be the number one. Casey DeSmith behind him. Um, it I think for the Penguins. I think they still could be a playoff team and I think they still want to contend but I don't know if they're at the contending status now that they have been just because they keep losing guys um, left and right and of course that's going to come with contenders you saw Chicago win a Stanley Cup go down for a few years win a Stanley Cup go down for a few years so I think Pittsburgh is still going to make some moves but uh, just your thoughts on the Penguins uh,
1: this is obviously still a pretty good team top down um, but one thing that stands out like yeah there's no real big names I mean those like bottom lines but the thing with the penguins is these guys out of nowhere just playoff time like just they find guys yeah and that that's like the crazy part i mean like um Gensel, his rookie year he really
0: wasn't much until the playoffs I and mean, then yeah. he came out of nowhere um, i mean Gensel's i mean he's kind of the only one who stayed consistent in the regular season after his playoff success mm-hmm. Brian Rust, though, I mean, sticking yeah. with the guys who made names for themselves in the playoffs, Brian Rust, Connor Sherry, they've moved on from him, but, mm-hmm. you know, he was a guy who made a name for himself in the playoffs. Um, but
1: the thing that concerns me with them is kind of just when they got rid of um, Kessel and they brought in Galchenyuk, it's like, Kessel's a purebred score. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get it. It's probably time to move on, but I don't think it was the right move for them now, especially with how depleted they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but their goaltending is still probably the best tandem in the league when healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Casey DeSmith is probably one of the best backups in the league. Yeah. And then Matt Murray, when he's hot, he's hot.
0: Yeah. I think the hard thing about moving on from Kessel is Kessel is a guy who can change the game in the blink of an eye with his shot. He, mm-hmm. is, a, he is a great shot. Um, now you take that out of the lineup and who's going to be the goal scorer. Crosby can easily hit 40 goals. Gensel did hit 40 goals last year. Mm-hmm. Malkin can hit 40 goals. But outside of that, they just don't have a lot of depth overall in the forward group. No. Their wings aren't really that solid, at least not as solid as they used to be. The Bingham in Brandon of what he figures to be a bottom six forward. Um, so overall for the Penguins, I think they just kind of need to address the depth and figure out what they're going to do. I mean, they're, they're tight on caps, so that kind of limits them. Um, but they just need to maybe rearrange some pieces, and I don't doubt that they can. I mean, they're a team that, as long as they have Crosby on their roster, like I said, they're, they're going to be trying to contend. Yeah. So I, I won't rule them out of making playoffs. Yeah. Um, in, yeah, go ahead. Instant reaction. Bold predictions. Yes,
1: no, maybe so.
0: Yes in the playoffs. Um, maybe not by that much. Um, I feel like I'm running out of teams to, <laughs> to say they go in the playoffs. Yeah, you got three metros now. Oh, yeah. So uh, So at the end of this, I'm going to have to revise that. Um, I, I think Philly and Pittsburgh are the two teams that I see, like they can make it in, but maybe they actually don't, I mean, they're both good, but I I just don't know. Like I said, I think they need to move some pieces in the season. They kind of, they need to let things settle down, see where they are after 30, 40 games and then decide what they want to do. Um, they just don't have a lot of depth in my opinion to contend. Um, whereas their rivals, the Washington Capitals have a lot of room to contend. Uh, Washington only a year removed from their first Stanley Cup the Capitals are still a very deep team still have Alex Ovechkin who's still scoring 50 goals somehow um, you have Evgeny Kuznetsov and Nicholas Backstrom as your 1-2 centers, still very versatile, um, overall this group, not a lot of change for them, they bring in some depth additions, Brendan Leipzig Garnett Hathaway, um, overall their, their roster is still really good yeah. um, you look at their defense, uh, Michael Kempney and John Carlson, Carlson was A Norris contender last year Not a finalist But a contender In a lot of people's eyes Um They move Matt Niskanen out To kind of make some money To sign guys like Carl Hagelin Um Who kind of fit in well there They bring in Richard Ponick Maybe as A Brett Connolly Replacement sort of Um Overall I think their team Is still pretty good What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah I think this is still A very very strong team Mm -hmm. A a team that can Can contend again The only questions I have with their team Is their bottom two lines Um Mm -hmm. A little struggling on the third and fourth lines. Um, but other than that, I mean, they're a very good team. Third-pairing defenseman with Jonas Siegenthaler and Radko Gudis could be a problem. And then backup goaltending for them. What happens if Holpe gets hurt? Is Phoenix Copley going to be able to step in and win some games for him?
0: Yeah, he. I mean, he would have to shoulder the load. I mean, really, there's not any other choice for the Capitals. Um, when they made the choice to move on from Phil Grubauer... Um, Phoenix Copley was basically their only option. They could have gone out and signed someone. They didn't. Um, and that was two years ago now. Um, so when you look at their group, um, I think they're probably the only team in the Metro, maybe the only team that I would feel comfortable saying this team is a legit Stanley Cup contender, mm-hmm. whereas the rest of the teams are kind of just playoff contenders. Um, they're just there to be there. The Capitals are there to win the Stanley Cup. Um, I, as you said, there's there's just not a lot of change. Um, certainly their forward depth maybe has some issues. Um, but i think they're just gonna gonna let this the year kind of play out see where they're at maybe bring in a depth piece if they need to um the capitals are very good at developing prospects drafting um there's no doubt in my mind about that obviously we've seen their success with guys who've come out of nowhere and guys who have been kind of waiting in the wind in the wings um so overall playoffs for them for sure
1: oh yeah, absolutely and with the whole like them So we're from the 11 Hershey, Lancaster area, so we know, I mean, a lot about the Hershey Bears. Mm -hmm. I grew up with season tickets for the Bears. I still have season tickets for the Bears. Um, So, I mean, I've seen all these guys just come from the bottom up once they get drafted or unsigned or whoever. So, like, I mean, just looking down at this roster, um, Jacob Verona, he played for the Bears. Um, Excuse me. John Carlson, he was a stud for Hershey. Um, Sejanthaler, he was a good player for Hershey. He was only there for a year and a half. And both Holpe and Copley were on the Bears. And then with the goaltending, with the Phoenix, probably can't get it done. I mean, they still got some go- good goaltending down in Hershey with Vitek Vanacek, um,
0: Ilya Samsonov, just uh, well, waiting to take over. Okay. And mm-hmm.
1: he, st- he started coming in Hershey around the middle of last year. He started playing real well. Mm-hmm. He's uh, taking over as their starting goaltender. Seen him play a couple times. He's going to be something special once is done. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a very good team. And with the Capitals, it's, yeah, their roster doesn't wow you. Mm-hmm. But the Capitals are always strong. I mean, just Ovechkin just, you can't say enough about that.
0: Guy. Yeah, I think, it's, I think they're similar to the Penguins in the fact that as long as they have Ovechkin, maybe to a lesser degree, Nick Backstrom. Um, but as long as Ovechkin is there and he's scoring like he is, they're going to be a team who's making moves to contend. I mean, they've been a contender basically mm-hmm. the whole time he's been there. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they had trouble breaking through, of course, but they've always been a contender. Um, so overall, I think the Capitals are good. Maybe going for quite possibly having the reputation of the dirtiest team in hockey because they bring in Radko Gudas in addition to having mm-hmm. Tom Wilson already. Um, but overall, there's a lot to like about the Capitals, and I think they're just going to be a very good team going forward. Yeah. I that, think that, easily win the Metropolitan. Yeah, I was going to say definitely number one in the Metro. Um, so, moving on from the Capitals, we'll look at the team that defeated them last year in the playoffs, the Carolina Hurricanes. Storm surge. Um, oh, yeah, storm surge. Uh, Hurricanes taking the whole league by surprise last year, um, really upsetting the Caps. I mean, defending Stanley Cup champs versus a bunch of jerks. Um, the Hurricanes knock off the Caps. They sweep out the Islanders. Um, they get beat by the Bruins in the conference finals, but still an impressive run. Um, the biggest news in the off season for the Hurricanes is probably Sebastian Aho getting offer sheeted, as we mentioned last week, by the Montreal Canadiens. Um, it took Carolina all of about five minutes to match that offer sheet, um, so they get they get Sebastian Aho signed. That's a lot of money up front, which is, I mean, it's kind of surprising coming from Carolina, but at the same time, their GM has all or their owner has all the money in the world to spend on this team. Um, so overall, their forward group, their top six, looks really good with Sveshnikov, who really, I mean, he didn't stun anybody last year, but he still has a really great shot, and he has a lot of He's going to gonna be special. He's a yeah. young player. Um, Aho, Tara Vinan had a really good year last year. Um, their second line, they bring in Ryan single. You figure they still have Nino Niederreiter, Jordan Stahl, bring in Eric Howlett as well. Their bottom six group, um, maybe not as good. They're kind of banking on that top six to do a lot of the scoring. Um, Which has kind of been the same for Carolina. They've never really had a stud offensive player, Eric Stahl, in the past, but other than that, they've never really had like superstar players. Um, Their defense, of course, sticks out as being phenomenal. Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Dougie Hamilton, Justin Falk, even though he's kind of stepping back a little bit. Um, They're kind of hoping Hayden Fleury pans out to be something, Um, Gustav Forsling as well. So I think the defense is really, defense in top six is the. The stronger area of this team, absolutely.
1: I think their defense is probably one of the top defensive teams in the league, um, and just it's just so fun to watch this team play. Especially that top line—they're so young and mm-hmm. they're so talented. Sebastian Ajo is incredible. Sebastian Combs going to be a great player in this league, and Teravine is ju- hes just killing it.
0: Yeah, I mean overall they're really good. I think the the question mark becomes, and this has been the case in Carolina for as long as we can remember. What happens with the goaltending? They acquire Peter Morozik last year. The whole Scott Darling thing that happened a few years ago when they signed him to big money obviously didn't work out. Um, Darling traded to the Panthers this offseason and then bought out by them kind of quietly. I don't really know what's going on with Scott Darling since then. Hopefully, hopefully he gets his game back because he's a feel-good story, you know, fighting off addiction and everything like that. Um, but getting back to the Hurricanes presently, um, you have Peter Morozik who at times in his NHL career has been really, really good. Um, His playoff, um, he hasn't had a lot of playoff success. I mean, obviously last year with Carolina, before that with the Red Wings, he didn't have a lot of success, but he was always very good with them in the playoffs. I vividly remember when he kind of took over for Jimmy Howard in the 2015 playoffs against Tampa. And he almost single handedly won Detroit that series. He was so good. Um, They're banking on Marazic being the same goalie that he was in the playoffs last year. They bring in James Reimer to back him up. Um, Reimer maybe a long time ago we thought would be a legit number one. Now we realize he's probably a number two. Um, so I think that's just ultimately the question: Can Mirazik stay consistent, and if he doesn't, does James Reimer step up? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think this is another team that could be like the Isles, where this could be another just kind of like a split. I mean, with they just ride with whoever's hot. Mm-hmm. Philly's done it before. Um, you could see the Isles doing it, and here in Carolina, I mean, Razik if. He's at the top of his game. He could, he could be obviously a starter, and he could be one of the top goal in the league. He's, he's got the past where he's. I mean, he's struggled, and mm-hmm. he's got the past where he's been good. Um, it's this season, which Peter Mrazek or the Island, I mean, or the Hurricanes, going to get mm-hmm. um, James Rimer? He's still decent. I mean, he's not terrible, but he's he's nothing special anymore.
0: Yeah, um, I think. Everything went right for the Hurricanes last year. The storm surge, just the environment around the team was so good. It was refreshing for the fan base and for the team. Now the question is, does it stay that way? I mean, they made the conference finals, which is no easy feat. But if you look at Carolina's history of being deep in the playoffs, win the Stanley Cup, miss the next year. Go to the conference finals in '09 against Pittsburgh, and then they miss for 10 straight years. So the question is, you know, how do they... How do they capture and sustain that success, and that's the big thing. And it's important in a market where the team will suffer if they don't financially, if they don't continue to do well. So I think they're just kind of waiting. Um, Alex Nedeljkovic probably projects to be the number one for the team at some point in the future in terms of goaltending, but he's not there yet. So they have to heavily rely on Mrazek and James Reimer. Yeah, and
1: I, I, the question is: Is this team gonna live up to their potential that they did last year? I don't believe so that they will yeah um, the sad thing is like the only big thing you heard this off season about the Hurricanes was them matching the offer sheet mm-hmm. for Sebastian other, other than that I mean there was no big signings for them and for a team that wasn't really strong on all four lines all 3D pairings mm-hmm. and especially at goaltending they didn't really do anything there yeah it seems like it's not enough when all these teams in the Metro got better
0: yeah it, it feels like they have to show it before we can believe it. Um, they have to show that they can be consistently successful, and they've, they've not really ever done that. No. Um, so for me, I mean, seeing is going to be believing. Do they make the playoffs? Maybe, but I, I don't know. I just I have a hard time believing that they're going to be a consistently good team. Yeah. I mean, I hope that they prove me wrong because they were a lot of fun to watch last year. Absolutely. But I, I just I don't know. I don't I, know if I see yeah. it. I don't see them making the playoffs this year. Um, So we'll round out the Metropolitan Division with the other team who kind of surprised us last year in the Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus, of course, pulling off arguably possibly the biggest upset in NHL history, sweeping out the 62-win Tampa Bay Lightning. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Thank you very much. Um, Columbus, you know, they beat Tampa. They take Boston to six games. They go into the offseason. Artemi Panarin, gone. Sergei Bobrovsky, gone. Um, Matt Duchesne, even though he wasn't there long, gone Ryan Dezingle, who they never really played but you know, he could still score, Another gone big piece. Um, so the Blue Jackets lose a lot, they don't really bring in a lot they bring in Gustav Nyquist um, who probably figures to be on their top line because they don't have <laughs> how, <laughs> a lot of high scoring forward depth um, they have Pierre-Luc Dubois who's going to be a stud player in this league, he already is really good, I think he kind of gets overlooked a little bit um, but he's not anything that jumps out at you right now um, overall, their forward group, they're kind of just hoping that guys from within kind of fill out the scoring. Josh Anderson is a guy who probably gets 20, 30 goals, but not a lot of assists. Um, Nick Foligno isn't the all-star that he once was. Um, I th- they're just kind of, they might have to go back to the old mentality. In the, in the past few years when they made the playoffs, it's because they've been able to play you with skill. Now it kind of seems like they, if they're going to get in, they're going to play a tight, solid forechecking game, they're going to be physical on you, maybe John Tortorell, the head coach, likes that idea um, but I, I don't know if they're really going to be the high-scoring team that they once were yeah, I mean, this sticks out as a no-playoff
1: team to start, but I mean, their defense is still very strong
0: Yeah. but they still have to get Zach Warinski signed, RFA Correct. So, I mean, but as you said if they get him signed, Wierenski, Jones they still have a solid defensive group um, the question, of course, then becomes what happens with goaltending I know that Sergey Borovsky kind of people were like, well, maybe he was overhyped a little bit in Columbus, but he was still a very, I mean, yeah. you, you don't, you don't get, you don't win the Vesna and you don't get nominated for the Vezna for nothing. Exactly. This I mean, the guy won a Vezna for Christ's Yeah. So, so they bring so Jonas Corposalo, maybe they figure he becomes the number one. They give him a little bit more uh, opportunity over the past few years. Elvis Mers Lincolns Lincolns Lickens? I can't say it. Lickens. Come, <laughs> Lickens. Mers Lickens, Lickens. comes in um, from Europe. He, he played very well in Europe. Um, I've heard some people say that maybe he gets the starting job over Allo. Um But, you know, again, you're playing in Europe versus playing in the NHL. It's a different game. Season's longer. is um, probably a guy who likes to ride his starter. Um, you look at his history of riding starters. So for them, I think, you know, we talked about the Hurricanes, everything going right. Columbus, everything really, really has to go right for them mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. But like you said, I don't, I don't think this is a playoff team.
1: Yeah. I think this is potentially them fighting with the Rangers
0: for bottom. Yeah. Um, I think it's – I mean, it's unfortunate because, you know, you'd like to see them have success. They've made the playoffs three straight years, coming off a great year last year. Um, but even last year, when they had Bobrovsky the whole season, they had Panarin the whole season – they go out and they get Shane and single. They still barely made the playoffs. They were fighting until the very end, and they made the last wildcard spot. Um, so for them moving forward, no. I, they're not a playoff yeah. team in my mind. Um, it's just going to be about... I think this is kind of like a stepping stone here. Maybe they see where they're at after this year, see what the goaltending is. Do they need to fix it? Um, do these guys step up? Uh, Seth Jones, of course, still... As we said, Seth Jones, probably a Norse Trophy contender... Um, Zach Wierenski, if they get him signed, he's going to be a very good player for them going forward, too. Uh, but there's not really too much to talk about other than the fact that there isn't too much to talk about because they do not really do anything. No. Um, they're kind of standing pat. They're waiting to see. Um, for Columbus, like I said, it's just about waiting and seeing where they go. So we've wrapped up the East. I know you've
1: probably had about 10 teams in the playoffs. <laughs> so
0: yeah. give us your eight. All right, so... From the Atlantic, let's see So we got Tampa, right, of course Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto I'm figuring Florida gets in um, You look at the Metro I think I think <laughs> Washington Probably going to get in uh, I, I'm i sold on the Devils I think the Devils are going to go in um, I know there's a lot of ifs there But I think the Devils are probably going to go So for me, two spots left I'm gonna give it to the Islanders because I've always liked the Islanders. Um, beyond that, Hurricanes, maybe Flyers, maybe. I think it's gonna be kind of a fight between Pittsburgh, Philly, and Carolina. Um, but I guess that's enough of the BSing. Um, if I had to pick right now, Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh just. I mean, they have to prove me wrong at this point before yeah. I say they're not gonna make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a solid, solid eight right there. Um, the only difference. I'm a Philly guy, but like I mean, I don't even know if I can pick Philly in there. Um, so I mean, I'll just go one through eight. I mean, you got Tampa, Washington, and then three is probably Boston. Mm-hmm. Four, Toronto. Five is going to be a team in the Metro. Probably be. See, it's not easy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe I did it the wrong way. Okay, so you got. I'm I'm going with three from the end. Atlantic. Okay, so I don't figured- I, I don't think Florida makes I think they get close. I don't think they have enough. Okay. I, I mean, they still have a very solid roster. Yeah, right. like, don't get me wrong. Okay, so um, you're
0: figuring Tampa, Boston, Toronto. Correct. So five teams from the yes. Metro. What are they? Uh, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Washington. And then I, I, I think Pittsburgh gets in. Okay. I mean, as long as Crosby and Malkin are there and Murray stays healthy, I mean, they get in. Um, and then you got... I'm gonna go with the Devils. Okay. Um, Carolina. All right. That's. I mean, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not easy with these no. teams. And then lastly, it's it's gonna be between Philly, um, Florida, and the Isles.
0: It's yeah. It's it's just so hard because. Yeah. The Atlantic Division has three, for sure, contenders in Tampa, Boston. I'm going,
1: I'm going Philly here. No bias, but I think this <laughs> Philly has a more complete team right now. Yeah. They have the goaltending. Experienced. They have experience. They have goaltending. they filled all their holes. Florida scares me a little bit, mm-hmm. just a little bit. I mean, they're still very solid, but Brodsky's a very solid pickup for them. He's going to win them games. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be everything to push them in there because they still have holes that they need to fill yet. Yeah. Um, and then with the Isles, I mean, they're very, very strong, but the goaltending is going to be the issue. Yeah. I think with Philly, I mean, they, they filled their holes. Carter Hart is a very good goaltender, and then they have Brian Elliott as their backup if needed. Um, so yeah, I, Philly's going to squeak in at eight. And then obviously they'll probably lose to Tampa in that first round, but I think Philly squeaks in with maybe one, two, three
0: points. It'll be very close. So out of all the teams in the East, are you ready to say that any of them can win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, I mean Metro I, and Atlantic. Like for sure you would bet money on it. Yeah. That I they mean, could win.
1: The three that stand out to me Boston, Tampa, Washington.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that. And, and even Toronto. Like yeah. You can throw Toronto. I mean, they're a very solid team. Yeah, I, th- I think the apprehension with Toronto, of course, is can they beat Boston? Can they actually make it into a deep run in the playoffs? And, of course, the Mitch Marner situation. But we don't, we don't need to talk about that. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Washington have all proved that they can go deep in the playoffs. Um, Boston hasn't won for a few years. Tampa, of course, have, hasn't won with this core. Washington has. I think that's the advantage, is that when you – when you win, you know how to win. Mm-hmm. Boston still has some core left that know how to win. Um, Toronto, I, I don't know. I don't know about Toronto. I'm not, I'm not sold on them still. Um, but yeah, like we said, the Metro is just so hard to predict right now. All these teams have a legit shot. It's just, it's basically going to come down to whoever season goes the best, um, which of course sounds ridiculous, but like whose season has the most things go right? Who checks all the boxes?
1: Yeah, and no, I think like these, those last four teams in the East – five through eight, it's going to be, I mean, you don't know, be, anyone besides Tampa, Toronto, Boston, and Washington, everyone, everyone else is up for grabs. Yeah,
0: and and you never know. I mean, look, yeah. look last year. Injuries happened, trade deadline. Yeah, Carolina upset Washington last year, Columbus upset Tampa, and two of the biggest Stanley Cup contenders are out in the first round, so you really don't ever know. Right. One of these other teams, you know. Well, I'm
1: just talking about getting into the playoffs. Oh, well, yeah,
0: for sure, but I mean, even once you're in, any of these teams can make the mm-hmm. upset, and, the season is long. It's a look at, long look at St. Louis. Yeah, look exactly. Look at Vegas.
1: Yeah, like, like these teams that don't look like they are cup contending teams make it in. Yeah, they suddenly yeah. win and they make it to the
0: finals. You never know. That's the, the parody in the league is insane right now, mm-hmm. and which is good. Um, but I think that kind of kind of puts a closes the book on the East for us. Um, so. When we start next week, uh, we'll hop into or whenever the next spot is, of course. Probably we'll, next week. Yeah, we'll hop into the Central Division um, team, probably st- the division stacked with the most Cup contenders out of any in the league. Um, so there's going to be a lot to talk about. But uh, thank you all for joining in as usual. Um, tune in next week. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave a message. Um, our Twitter account is down. Twitter's giving us some issues right now, giving me some issues oh, with getting the password good. back in. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Facebook um, still works. Yeah, Facebook is up and Instagram is on its way. Like I keep saying. So um, be sure to check us out, and we'll see you all next week.
1: We're about to go watch uh, The Avengers. I still have yet to watch Endgame. Brian's probably watched about 50 times, so I'm going to sit back and enjoy that. Um, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace.